Greetings, friends and brethren in the Lord. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. I've titled today's message, A Light Has Shined, and we have started the Advent season. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this listening audience, and I pray today, Lord, that there would be a light in their heart that would shine so bright. I thank you, Father, that we are in the season of celebrating the birth of Christ. And I pray that the real meaning of what this season is about becomes very evident, very evident in the lives of my listeners. I pray, Father, that their hearts will be changed, their hearts will be turned toward the Lord, and that, Father, the things of this world, I'm reminded of that old hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus that the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, being raised in the Serbian Orthodox faith, I was never really taught about Advent. I really had no understanding, except that I knew it was related to Christmas. I, I knew there was an Advent calendar, but as a family, uh, we just really never spent time uh, talking about it or learning about it, so I really didn't have much background about Advent. So I wanted to share a few things about Advent with you before I get in today's message, because yesterday was the first day of, ba- of Advent. And Advent is the period of four Sundays and weeks before Christmas. Advent actually means coming in Latin. And this is the coming of Jesus into the world. Christians use the four Sundays of Advent to prepare and remember the real meaning of Christmas. There are three meanings of that word coming that Christians describe in Advent. The first and foremost thought of happened about 2,000 years ago when Jesus came into the world as a baby to live as a man and die for us. The second can happen now as Jesus wants to come into our lives now. And the third will happen in the future when Jesus comes back to the world as the warrior king and judge, not a baby. One of the Advent carols is a a carol that I love so much. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Today's scripture that I want to focus on and talk about is From Isaiah chapter 9, you may be familiar with this particular scripture. If your Bible is near, would you open it up and let's read together. I'm reading out of the New King James Version today. This is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them, a light has shined. 
Now, if you remember from the book of Luke, chapter 1, and I just tell you to go ahead right now and turn there, the gospel of Luke, chapter 1, Zacharias was the father of John the Baptist. And Zacharias was made mute by the angel Gabriel when he did not believe the words of the angel who had announced to him that his wife Elizabeth would bear a son and his name would be John. The scriptures go on to tell us in Luke 1, 64, that Zacharias' tongue was loosed after he had written the name by which his son would be called, John. He wrote that name on a tablet. And subsequently, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesied. So I want to read the scriptures that he prophesied and we're going to start with verse 68 and this is Zacharias speaking the father of John the Baptist blessed is the Lord God of Israel for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of, the, of his holy prophets who have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Now he's going to prophesy to his, his baby, John. And he says, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us. And then he says to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So that last little verse, verse 79 uh, Zacharias is speaking of Jesus. Jesus is the day spring. And the day spring will give light to those who sit in the darkness and the shadow of death. And the day spring will guide our feet into the way of peace. Now, Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth were very godly people. And obviously... Zacharias had revelation about Jesus because he's he's talking you know he says for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us now Zacharias this is you know uh, this is before Jesus is even conceived in Mary's womb that the angel had spoke to spoke this to John and now John is prophesying see he's prophesying about Jesus 
And he says here, he says, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. And when I read that earlier, I'll tell you what struck me. It struck me that right now in this time, December 2019, we are living in a time when the Jewish people are still hated. They're still hated. There is anti-Semitism is growing by leaps and bounds in Europe. It's growing by leaps and bounds on university campuses in America. It's growing, even growing in the Christian church. So how interesting that Zechariah prophesies this, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. That oath which he swore to our father Abraham. To grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. And serve him in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you know that is actually... um, That is actually what we as Christians today, uh, that's incumbent upon us as Christians to serve Christ without fear in holiness and righteousness before Christ all the days of our life. That's part of our mission, is it not? To serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Now let's go back to that scripture where Isaiah says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them a light has shined. I'm always astonished that Isaiah, this incredible prophet, is prophesying 700 years before the birth of Christ. And yet, I mean, he's just right hitting, you know, hitting that nail right on the head. Because then Zacharias is going to prophesy that same scripture. So, This Jesus was a great light to the people who walked in darkness at the time that he was upon the earth. His three years of ministry, he was a great light. In fact, John is so clear in his gospel. And let's just turn there. You know, John, this is not John the Baptist. This is. The Gospel of John, according to the disciple John, who was Jesus' closest uh, disciple and later apostle. But John says in the Gospel of John, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 4, he says, In him, Christ, was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness 
and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 7, this man, speaking of John the Baptist, came for a witness to bear witness of the light. And that word light is capitalized, that all through him might believe. He, John the Baptist, was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. So Zacharias, prophesying about his own baby son, says here, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of God, which, with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. So we can see from Zechariah's prophecy, we can see from Isaiah's prophecy, and we certainly can see from the Gospel of John who this light was. This light was the light of men, and his name was Jesus. So here we are in this season of Advent, the beginning of Advent, as we prepare for, well, we know Jesus has already come, but we're celebrating his birth. And I just want to say that these particular scriptures have um, serious meaning for me. And as most of you know, I lost my husband a month ago. And, oh, gosh. The reality is there are really dark days. There are really dark moments that I have experienced. And yet, there's always this light that shines in my darkness. And that light is what I hold on to. And I, I can assure you, there is no way on this earth that I could speak before you um, if I had not known Christ. I couldn't do it. But he's my strength and he's my hope. And in the season of Advent, certainly at the beginning of Advent, one of the things that I read about Advent was the first the first part of the Advent season focuses on the word hope. And you see, there's so many people. Now, I'm going to talk about Christians first, because there are many Christians who are sitting in a place of darkness. They are actually dwelling in the shadow of death. How do I know that? Because I've just experienced it. I have. I have days that are very dark, and um, I have been in this land of the shadow of death, and yet the light of Christ has shined upon me, and he has been a great light in my heart, and he strengthens me, and he pulls me up out of that miry clay, and I'll tell you what, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren, 
and he keeps wanting to draw me down into the miry clay. But my Jesus, who is the light that shines in the darkness, he, he pulls me up. And when I see that great light, when I see him, because he is light, then everything seems better. And it gives me a different perspective, and it gives me a chance and an opportunity to realize this is not about me. But the enemy is wily, and he has lots of tricks up his sleeve. And you may be somebody right now within the sound of my voice. Maybe you've been experiencing something very dark, something very hurtful, something very painful. It could be loss of a loved one. It could be loss of a job. It could be loss of finances. It could be the betrayal of a friend or a family member. It could be a variety of things that cause you to be in the land of the shadow of death. And maybe even in a place of darkness. But I've come to tell you, I've come to give you great encouragement today that even if you are in that place, if you know Jesus, he can pull you up out of that miry clay and he can set your feet on the ground and solid ground. I love that old song. Oh, on Christ the solid rock I stand. See, there's no sinking sand with Jesus. I'm not going to sink. I may sink for a moment. And I have over the last month. I have sunk. But boy, no shifting sand for me. I can tell you that I'm standing on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And if I, if I didn't have Jesus, to be honest, folks, I don't know how people survive. You know, the loss of a spouse. Whoa. You know, I thought losing my parents was just the worst thing I'd ever experienced. But I can tell you. Losing a spouse and losing one suddenly is way beyond what I thought I could ever, ever imagine or tolerate. And yet, in my darkness, in that shadow of death, I have felt the love, the care of Christ. Because all of a sudden, there's light. There's always light with Jesus. He will turn that darkness immediately. He is the light always shining in the darkness. So I encourage you to receive him, to to call on him, to cry out to him. You know, he he hears everything we say. He knows everything we're thinking. So, you know, I honestly, that's just what I do. I just cry out to him and I say, I need your help. I can't do this. I just can't take the next step. In fact, I don't even want to take the next step, but I need your help. And lo and behold, it's just like swoosh. You know, this big hand comes and it just propels me up and draws me out of the darkness into the light. Now, obviously, Zach, uh, obviously Isaiah is prophesying about what is going to happen when Jesus arrives on the scene, okay? So when Isaiah says the people walked in darkness, 
and now they've seen a great light, he's prophesying about what is going to happen when Jesus appears on the scene, when he actually, the Father, sends him to the earth. Because up until that point, now what you have to remember is, between the book of Malachi and between the book of Matthew, there are 400 years of no hearing the voice of the Lord. 400 years between those two books. That's a long time, folks. 400 years is a really long time not to hear the voice of the Lord. They are in darkness. They are not hearing God's voice. They are in darkness. So now suddenly Isaiah is prophesying, prophesying the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Because Jesus comes on the scene. He is born to the Virgin Mary. He grows up in the stature of wisdom and he has this incredible relationship with his heavenly father and the dove comes and lands on him and the heavens are opened and God says this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus begins his earthly ministry. He is now a great light. But you know what's interesting about that? There were so many people that could not see or recognize this light because John in the gospel which I read uh, chapter 1 verse 5 and the light shines in the darkness speaking of Jesus and the darkness did not comprehend it do you realize that there were hundreds thousands of people who did not even recognize Jesus as the light did not recognize that he had come to remove darkness from their heart and darkness from their mind and their lives They did not recognize him. They did not see him as the light. That would change everything for them. But those who had eyes to see and those who had ears to hear, the scripture says, upon them a light has shined. Now I may be be speaking to people who don't know Jesus. If you're within the sound of my voice and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, may I suggest to you that this is a golden opportunity to come out of the shadow of death, to come out of a place of darkness, bondage, hell, torture, terror, pain, suffering, And come into the light, the light of Christ, which brings hope. See, we're in the uh, Advent season of hope. He's our hope. Not just our light, but he's our hope. And he can put hope in your heart. Hope that's never, your heart may have never understood hope, never felt hope, never recognized hope ever. But you have an opportunity today to have hope come into your heart. And if you just call on his name, the scriptures say, if you just call on Jesus, call on his name, you shall be saved. It's not that difficult. It just takes a humbling of your heart and coming as a child. You see, he receives us 
as children into the kingdom of God. We humble ourselves. We humble our heart before him. We recognize that he is our creator. He is Lord and Savior of the universe, of, of all creation. We are his creation, whether you know him or you don't know him. You are his creation. He created you fearfully. The scriptures tell us in Psalm 139, fearfully and wonderfully. And you have been woven as a piece of tapestry in your mother's womb. God did that. He wove you as a beautiful piece of tapestry in your mother's womb. You probably never realized that. Probably never have heard that. But I'm here to tell you that the God of hope wants to set you free. The God of hope, Jesus Christ, the one who we will celebrate on this day, December 25th, which is probably not the real day that Jesus was born, but nevertheless, that's the day we will celebrate the birth of Christ. This one, this Jesus, this Savior of the world, he wants to know you. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to save you. He wants to bring hope to you and draw you out of the shadow of death and out of the place of darkness. So all you have to do is just call on his name. Just say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, come into my heart. Save my soul. Forgive me of all my sins. And I tell you this. He will remove every sin as far as the east is from the west. You'll, it'll be a clean slate. How does he do that? I don't know. It's supernatural. He does it. And he did it through shedding his blood on the cross for us to redeem mankind and reconcile mankind to the Father. So would you do that if you don't know him? Would you just call on his name and receive him today as Lord and Savior? And if you do know him and you're struggling, like I have struggled over the last month, and I, I have many more days to probably struggle, um, but you can, you can cry out to him. And I assure you, when you do, oh boy, all that darkness dissipates and the light of Jesus comes. And, you know, when the light comes, it brings hope. You know, I right now I really don't like when it gets dark. I never did like uh, December because it gets dark so early, but I really don't like it now. I just don't like the darkness. But, oh, when morning comes and the light comes, I just, it just, I feel better. And, um, and so I'm just telling you. You know, just from my own personal experience, I can tell you, I can tell you, I know what it's like to have the deepest, deepest pain. But I know that Jesus can remove that pain and bring light to your heart. So let this be the beginning of a wonderful season for you, for you, for you, for your family, for your loved ones. They'll see the difference in you. They'll see the light that's on your face, the light that's shining out of your heart. And you can tell them this, a light has shined.
Well, I hope this encouraged you because this is a very special season and we get so caught up in all the wrong things about Christmas. We get caught up in the gifts and buying and shopping and lights and trees and decorations. And honestly, honestly, it's about Jesus. He is the reason for the season. So I bless you. This is Don Noble, Pure Heart Ministries. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. And I'm just so happy to be with you today. And I just thank Jesus for being with me. And I, um, I covet your prayers more than you understand or will ever know. And if you would like to help to continue to support this ministry, you can write to me at Don Noble. Excuse me, you can write to me at, well, you can write to me at Don Noble, Pure Heart or Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I got a wonderful letter letter from uh, a husband and wife, and I can tell you that it so, so encouraged me. It was such a lovely letter. And so uh, I know it takes it takes time to write a letter. People don't write letters anymore, but I would love to hear from you. So I look forward to being with you again next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.